in the things that were to be brought to him. He mentioned them and he mentioned very expensive things. He did not just mention them for mentioning sake. He was very specific at the days he called out. Can I hear a big amen? The tabernacle was a movable tent that was going to be a place of worship. And in the days of Moses, there were no temples. There were tabernacles. It started from altars. It started from altars from Abraham and Noah. So those days, a church was an altar. So you will be moving and see an altar. And that is where the devil stole the ideas of shrines. So you will be moving and you see stones that have been gathered and blood that have been poured on. That was a high place where you could call on the name of the Lord. In those days, you could not stand anywhere to call on the name of the Lord. Until you meet an altar, that is where you can call on the name of the Lord. So it moved from stones and altars. Jacob used a stone and called the place the house of God. And it moved to tabernacles. Tabernacles were tents. Tents. So you see military tents, police tents. You see that kind of tent. So God was migrating the people gradually into a place where they will have a temple. And I hear a big amen. So God moves his people gradually from one level to the other. So if today your church is a stone, you must not be worried because God is moving you from a stone to an altar, from an altar to a tabernacle, and from a tabernacle to a temple. So if your life is on level one today, it doesn't mean that you don't have God with you. You have a God that is working out your destiny. And you must not leave following Him. You must not stop following Him because He's taking you to a prepared destination. Can I hear a big amen? And now God wanted to build the first tabernacle. And needed materials to build. There is no stone in heaven. There are no olive oils in heaven. Olive oils and olive trees are right here on earth. But God needs them to build this tabernacle. And who are those going to give them? The people are going to give them as offerings. Say offerings. Say as offerings. Now when you read Exodus chapter 24, very carefully, God Every Christian must know the book of Exodus very well. Because it was the beginning of God establishing his mind to his people. So he began giving them what they must do if they have to be his people. So in, in, this, in chapter 24, God spells out the content of a Christian service or a Christian worship service. And in that content, you can see that. God made a space for a call to worship. And if you have been to Orthodox churches before, you see all that I'm talking about. A call to worship, confession of faith, the reading of the word of God, the blood of sacrifice, and the celebration of the communion. This will this consist or constitute a Christian service. So anytime you come to church, you realize that there is a certain format that the service goes. 
It is because of these things that God gave. But in the text, in the chapter 25, God gave an instruction to Moses, and that is where my interest is. Because the first time God was given an instruction for offerings to be brought, don't sleep, because of the don't sleep. Today, Pastor is teaching. I want to teach you so that from today you will know the power of offerings. Amen. If you realize somebody is sleeping, ask the person, what did you do yesterday night? Now you are sleeping. Ask the person, what did you do yesterday night? Did you stay awake for the music awards? I didn't even know there was a music award. I didn't know because today that I went on Facebook and I realized that I didn't even know. Some of you you were even waiting for the best hip-hop artists. The best hip-hop So God, God was going to introduce them to offerings. And I pray that from today you understand the power of offerings. You understand the purpose of offerings. And he spoke to Moses and told him to go and collect offerings for him. He should go and receive the offerings of the people and bring it to him. And then I heard a story one day about the pastor who said, one day he preached about money and giving, as I'm preaching this morning. And then after preaching, the next day he received a long letter. And the letter, somebody, a member of his church wrote to me, Pastor, I've never been disappointed in my life like on Sunday. And then let me continue. I struggled to bring a soul to church on Sunday. Only for you to come and stand there to preach about money and giving. Pastor, I am disappointed in you, Papa, Papa, Papa. We have lost the soul forever. Preach the gospel, holiness, and salvation, and stop preaching about money and giving. And the pastor laughed. And the pastor replied, Were you the one who called me, or God called me? Giving is the essence for which we are alive. Have it not been God, Jesus, giving his body as an offering? Where would you be? The whole story about Christianity is the power of offering. Somebody offered his life and body. That is why we became Christians. I have offered my life. And time to leave the church. That is why you are sitting here listening to the word of God. The totality of life is about the power of offers. If you don't offer any service, you will not get any reward. So the reason why the church exists is because the act of giving began the church. And we cannot stop giving if the church will continue. Can I hear a big amen? And you know, I love this church because we give. We give and you do well. You do well. You give. And God is proud of you. But a teaching, teaching on giving, receiving, giving and receiving will deepen our giving so that we can move from one level to the other. Teachings on giving will position you and I 
in a place where we can receive what God wants to give us because of our giving. So, because you can be doing something and not know what you stand to benefit. But the day you get to know why you are supposed to give, you will start giving better and in a way that brings reward. And man can give and not get a reward. And, and Paul said that if I give my body to be better and I do not have love in me, what I've given is waste. I've done nothing. So, you can give in a way that will bring no reward and you can give in a way that will give, that will bring reward. Hallelujah. And I pray that you open up your heart, you open up your spirit, and listen critically to the teaching. Now, number one, number one, according to the story we have read, or the scriptures we have read from Exodus chapter 25, verse 1 to 9. Number one, our giving is first of all a giving to God. We are giving to God. That is what we must put in our mind. Anytime we are going to give, we must have it in our mind that we are giving to God. Verse 1 to 2. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Israel to bring me an offering. God told Moses to tell the Israelites to bring him an offering. You are to receive the offering from me, from each man whose heart prompts him to give. Moses, tell the Israelites to bring me an offering. Pastor Moses, tell the church to bring me an offering. The offering were not to make Moses rich. But the offering was to drive the agenda of God. Their offerings were first for the glory of God and then to facilitate the plan of God on the surface of the earth. Because if they brought the offering, God was going to have a place where you could meet over 3 million people at a time. That was the type of church we were going to build. Are you with me? A tabernacle that would take 3 million people. And God wanted to meet them. And they were supposed to bring an offering for it. And the Bible said, receive the offering from each man whose heart prompts him to give. One of the places, one of the points, one of the times that a man stands to be blessed is when he gives when his heart prompts him. Sometimes you come to church. And your heart will be prompting you to do something. I'm telling you, it's God speaking to you. Sometimes you'll meet a poor man. And your heart will be prompting you to do something. Do it. Because at that point, you are obeying instantly the voice of God. He said, receive the offering from every man whose heart prompts him to give. That is why we printed envelopes. That are covenant faith envelopes. They are available at the pro- uh, protocol desk. Anytime you come to church and you are allowed to give, sometimes giving in the house, you'll be praying and God will be leaving your hand. So a seed, so do this, do that. Don't neglect that voice because God needs 
big amen. Can I hear a bigger amen? If you love the message, give the Lord a mighty clap offering. The offerings of the people were going to show the glory of God. God's glory is not manifested when the church is traveling with finances. You go to a church and you take it. Sometimes you can enter a church, some churches and you feel pity for the pastor. You just feel pity. Is working, something is all done. I, I remember those say that our organ was on something that was adjusted with meat. We'll be playing around there to collapse. Sometimes you go to a church and the speakers, you see, they have held on to something and the speaker is hanging. Hey, when we were doing something, and our speakers started burning, it was low quality. It doesn't bring glory to God at all. I'm waiting for the day when churches will take over the economy of nations. Churches will come together and call the president of his cabinet. We want to save the economy of the nations. We want to save the economy. So take this maybe 60 billion dollars and put it into the economy. But we are going to put our men in charge of the money. That is what I'm talking about. We are, we are working for that day. Because the, the church has the potential of saving nations. That is what we are talking about. When the church saves a nation, maybe a whole company, maybe we are hearing that we want to sell SDC, SDC, we want to sell a certain bank. The one Christian will get up and buy it. They will begin to fear the church. And when decisions are going to take, they will consider the church. And the church is too quiet. And our brothers, the Muslims, are taking over things. Many companies in Ghana now, they owe them. Many shops at Abusokai, Muslims owe them. And we are sitting in church. We are not believing God. Believing God for a shoe, for a dish, for a car, for a food. But we have to desire that we will enter into places of power. Because money drives things. I'm telling you, money can change your countenance. Some of you have been smiled the whole day. But I'm telling you, I can change, something can change your countenance right now. Maybe you are sitting here, you then your phone vibrates. You check. You have definitely handed the 50,000 your account. Then you will just be in a hurry to share the grace and work out. Money is a defense. It has the power to announce a personality of the church. If we are going to change this church, we want to buy a certain chair, it's 120 Ghana cities. And everybody is going to pay for one. When you sit on it, my God, you don't want to do And you come and you whine all over. If you are not even married, or you are even married, you say, but I want to bless my marriage. Of the place you do it for. Offering is the will of God. Sometimes we say that we are giving to the church. Oh, I've, I've, I've given the church this one. I've given the pastor this. I sold this into the church. You did not give to the church, you gave it to God. 
God told Moses, go and receive the offerings for me. So anything, any money, any donation, any gift you give to the church, you give it directly to God. Can I hear a big amen? That is why you must not be interested in how the money is being used. It is definitely. If somebody is stopping churches money, it is between you and God. If you can stand the wrath of God, you should continue. But don't believe that time you can go to some places and then somebody gives some money and every time you come and ask, oh, you need to collect that money uh, for, for this like a lamp and we are taking. Please don't come and ask me that. Are you bothered? If you buy the land, you tell you. But the money you are giving, it is not that the land is very good. That's why we call it a farm. We are putting the money down, reinvesting it, so that any moment when the land appears, at least we can have some small down payment. Then when we are raising funds, we don't raise so much money. Amen. So don't give me your three thousand five thousand dollars. And every day when you go, ask for has the land arrived, please. <laughs> I don't want that question. Please. I have other things to, 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 to think about for the church. So don't give me thousand dollars and every day. That's You do when I see you are part of another thing. Amen. We are giving back to God what He first gave to us. I told you in the first teaching of Titan that we don't nothing that we have belongs to us. We are stewards of everything that we have. So we have to be very much aware that whatever we give to God, we are giving back to God what He first gave to us. Amen. Amen. God has commissioned the church to do His work on it. God has given the church the power to do His work on it. When you go to Ghana, Kokobot, the nation has given Kokobot the power to do or to regulate everything concerning Kokobot. The same way the church has been given the power to regulate the work of God on the earth. So the church must be empowered and the church must be in full gear in, in, in order to work as if God was on earth. Amen. 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 So when you give to church, don't think that you are giving to a man, don't think that you are giving to a body, but you are giving to the Lord of hosts, the one who called you to become a Christian. Now, now, now listen to me. Look at the first two very well. Tell the Israelites to bring me an offering. You are to receive the offering from me from each man. Now stop that. Now do you, I, 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 see, I want to teach you so that you understand why sometimes a pastor will come and stand. I want 10 people to give us this. I want 5 people to give this. God sends men of God to receive offerings on their behalf. Maybe you have been doing it and you didn't know the principle behind. This is what I'm telling you. When a man of God stands and says, I want 10 people to give me 20 dollars. It's God that is receiving. Go and tell the Israelites 
They should bring an offering, but you receive it for me. So even though Pastor will be collecting it, he's receiving it on behalf of me. God. Tell somebody he's receiving it on, on behalf of God. No church will put bounces at the gate. I'm sure yesterday's program they will put bounces at the gate. If you don't pay, you win. There will not be any bouncer at the gate. We don't do tickets. Ticketing. If you enter church, yes, take your ticket and enter. Where's your ticket? The church will never come to that point. In church, we give offering. Giving a gift on the free will heart. You give offerings, not tickets. You are not compelled to give. So giving is an act of worship. When you give to God, it's an act of worship. Amen. Never give out of compulsion. Never give to impress. Give, he said, receive the gift, the offering from any man whose heart prompts him. Hallelujah. One day I went to visit my father. So when I was going, I didn't plan to give. I just was going there for the country and water. And when I got there, the Lord said, That's 500 Ghana in your pocket. Get another here and show it. Sometimes when you hear those voices, you will tend to contend with it. Sometimes you text taken. So you will just be sitting there, something will be telling you. That, that's something is available. Give this money. Sign this check. Give this money to this person. Oh man. Just obey. You see a prisoner worship leader or an organist or an officer or somebody. You see that the person has been wearing the same shoe for a long time. And God prompts you. When God prompts you, no, I've been talking about TV and TV and TV. I'm sure some of you, God is battling with you. You are battling with God, whether it is your mind or it is not. Is it your mind or maybe it's not mine? It's not your mind. When God is speaking to you, He doesn't speak to everybody. Hello? I'm talking to someone. When, when, when God is talking to you, He doesn't talk to everybody. When God was telling Moses, He wasn't telling the Israelites. But God was speaking. When God is speaking to you, you are the only person God is talking to. Don't think, oh, I'm sure there are others that are feeling the same way. No. You are the one God is talking to. Tell somebody you are the one God is talking to. Anytime you, your heart prompts you, and the good thing is God that is talking to you. Amen. Amen. When you give to God, God will give back to you. You can never outgive God. Listen to me. You cannot say, I've given and given and given and given, and God has not given me anything. You are lying. God will always outgive you. Luke chapter 6, verse 13. God will always give you in good measure. Press down, set it together, running over. God will always give to you. More than what you are giving to him, I'm telling you. You can, nobody can accuse God. Hey, I'm giving to God, uh, and God is not, God has not done this. God has not done this. You, you are standing on your feet. I told you, they have flew, they flown the girl to Delhi to seek for federal medical care. 80,000 pounds. 
to work. You to wake up. Hundred thousand pounds. You let your teeth, your molars pain you. Who has gotten a, a, a molar pain before? And you have to go and remove it. Charlie, the pain you. They were sorry. Maybe your person can cry at you, so you push the grass inside. So you didn't get enough pencil then. Hey, Pastor, how did you know? Now, yet you have a master. So the pencil then will be wiped clean. I think they wash it in water. Have you done some before? Let me see your hand. He has done and greater things he will do. Give the Lord a mighty clap of God will give you more than you have given to him. You can breathe. You can breathe well. There are some people who can't breathe well. You can breathe well. Some people cannot pass through smoke. You are inside. Sustain your life. What over us when we're sleeping? When did you sleep? What time did you sleep? And what time did you wake up? Do you know? When you were sleeping, where were you? When you were sleeping, where did you go? Some of the dreams you get, if all came to pass, you should have been dead by now. I think God deserves a clap of it. The last time my wife was telling me, do you know that I've not been able to sleep for one straight hour before? I said, when you sleep, you sleep I said, the name you gave me, how can you sleep? People can sleep. You will sleep and you were not even aware that the rain was falling. It was when you woke up and you walked out and said, hey, you can see out of <laughs> if you are that type, be very careful because next time you wake up and you'll be in Saudi Arabia, they will have moved you together with your bed. <laughs> you give to God. Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. I receive the grace to be a faithful giver in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap of hope. Now the second point, and I close. I'll continue this with your four. But because of time, I'll just do the second one. Our giving must come from the heart. Our giving must come from our heart. Our giving must come from our heart. Exodus chapter 25, verse 2. Look at the last statement. He said, You are to receive the offering from me, from each man whose heart prompts him to give. Whose heart prompts him to give. We are supposed to give out of a genuine heart. Giving to God is not even a command. It's a free will. That is why you choose whether you want to be blessed or not. It's free will. We don't compare. Sometimes when somebody is a son, a son, son, you can say, we want to come and do this. Like how Elijah saw the widow. Go and make me bread. Whether it's having a cake. Go and make sure that you bring the cake and eat meat. That will be like for you. Start say what? By next week. Come and give me a new cup. I don't know where you get it. Hey! I will never see her in church again. What kind of life is that? Small church in our family, we should buy cars. You might miss out on a blessing there. Because when she brought a cake, God did something. We must give out of our heart. When they have told somebody that so into the pulpit, I called her. She was pregnant. So into the pulpit. She said, Pastor, I'll think about it. I said, Come. You have missed. Don't give again. Said, Pastor, I beg. I beg. I beg. Tomorrow I'll bring. I said, No, don't give again. You have missed. And what you think? Here and here is a difference. Here and here. By different zones. Amen. Here and here. That is why sometimes you can give, you can lay an offering on the on the altar. And it's like as you are giving, you are still thinking. And something is still moving you. You're like, I left five thousand in me. What happened to me? Because here and here. You can see a man and his wife. The wife will be very beautiful. The man will look like Adam. And you are like, ah! So your eyes might tell you, chose this guy. Here and here. This kind of love goes on together. We are all preaching the word and say, when God was calling you, I was walking. A 
God was calling me, you were not there. So leave me alone. Here and here, there are different levels. Passing and thinking, they are different. They all have their benefits. Sometimes common sense will deliver you from a false prophet. Can I lie down and let me sleep with you and your barrenness will end? It is foolishness in the high level for you to lie down. Common sense will deliver you. Foolishness in the highest level. Common sense. We must give out of our heart. Sometimes, when you give out of your heart, God will give you something out of His heart. to God and he receives them and gives us back what we need. You remember Malachi said, he will pour a blessing that we will not have room to contain. I don't know whether you believe those things. Whether the church has forgotten what God is trying to say. In the following teachings in the title, you realize that every genuine Christian titan is the beginning of your giving to the Lord. It's not the end, it's the beginning. The text that we, we, we don't understand. Let's go to Second Corinthians chapter 9. Are you being blessed today? Today I have won my teaching banner. Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. Each man should give what is he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful gift. What you have decided in your heart to give, what you have decided in your heart to do, do. to you in your heart, you've got to do it. You know, we've got a very big bill for school fees. And also, I just think we can take up our two or three teachers and pay. So, we are going to pay. That time I was using this one. Okay? When you are using this one, you can take a petition. But when you take a petition, Ready to change your stuff. Some of us, when we pray to God, we don't change our stuff. You are even trusting the boy before going to ask God. You are trusting him. Whatever God will say, all you hear is yes, he is the one. Yes. So, Papa John, when they hear anything, now yes, you will talk. Yes. So in prayer, 
why you should give out of your heart to God is even as human beings, when somebody gives you a gift and you later discover that he didn't give you out of a clean heart, how do you feel? You wish you never collected that gift. We are made in the image of God. God will never be happy with an offering that was not given out of a new heart. Not to give to show, not to give, you are giving out of compulsion, God will not bless you. And when your heart is moved, give according to the way your heart has been moved. When you reduce it, the Bible says, he that gives parity, he shall receive parity. But he that gives generously, he shall receive generous gifts. So if your heart is moved, a hundred thousand move at that level. If your heart is moved at thousand, don't reduce it to hundred. Tell somebody, don't reduce it to hundred. One day I gave some money to someone. The money was my last. One of the powerful seeds you can ever say is giving your last money at a particular time. Your last, you provoke God. You are moved. And I'm telling you, sometimes you come to church and you are moved. God will forgive you for all the wrongs you have committed. I'm sure you have come to church many times and your heart has been moved for your soul. Sometimes you don't tell Okay, 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 you detach it and then give me my back. 
you tax people for NHIS. Hello, business people. You tax them for NHIS. While you are the tax. But when God wants to take his tax from your income, you are like, hmm, God, talk, talk small. You, I'll, I'll pay, I'll pay them in bulk. So you miss January, you say, oh, January, I'll pay things like I'm telling you, some people are here, they said that, and up to now, they don't pay them. If I hear that, I let me see that. Choose you. Oh, you won't lift up your hands. When God speaks to you, never postpone the action. Amen. Let's learn to give out of our hands. Let's learn to give according to the promptings of our hearts. Because I'm telling you, you can give God plenty money, but it will be useless. Because your heart was not in it. Can I hear a big amen? In conclusion, there are times God will specify the amount. You know that a lot of people, I used to have friends who had a lot of challenges. So, pastor saying, I want ten people to give out ten dollars. Some of you had a problem with that. Okay, it became normal to you because you started coming to church every day. But God, when He wanted the time, He told them the specific amount. Yes or no? Say ten percent. That is specific. God can be specific. God can be specific. The prophet Elijah said, "Go and give me cake." Jesus told them to bring to fill the gallons. There were six gallons. Fill them with water. The remission of sin needed the blood of a beloved of God. What? To you, you are beloved of God. However, that time is useless. Specific. So God can be very specific. I've gone to meetings where God said that the people should give 70 to 70 to 40 persons. Wherever they get the 40 persons, they have to ask. So you see them go to the offering, they go study them, they can get 40 persons. That is what God wants. In, the, in, in Leviticus, you know, spend time to read the Old Testament to help you. You see God being specific. If you did this kind of sin, you have to bring two kettles, calves, two sheep, this and that. Very specific. So God can be very specific. And you want Moses that the temple they were going to build. They should build according to what he has instructed. So God can be specific. That I want thousand people to give us this. I want two hundred people to. I am not out of the will of God. I'm speaking the mind of God. Give the Lord a mighty clap of faith. We don't believe in external donation. So even if a, a missionary from outside brings us money, we will not take it. It will be against the principle of the church because we are not beggars in the house of God. God is not a beggar. So in a congregation like this, you, your little, little money, 
your little little offerings you give will start to bless the church. And God, you see, don't allow only a few people to be giving the church. They are hijacking your blessing. Hello. Hello. Some of us, they will be sitting there. Anytime they call somebody, no, oh, some people there, they will get up. They will get up for us. Hey. Each time when they get their card, they will give you wiper. They will give you lipstick. Hello. Don't sit there and go after after this one. I know this guy will go. And Pastor will stop calling. Every period God demands a giving, does a size of blessing be released for the church. And those who give take shares in the blessing. You understand that? So if the blessing is handed down, and maybe it's asking for fifty hands, and you let only two people get it. Nobody in the church will be blessed except those who give. That is the fact. So, anytime there's an opportunity to give, join. So, Pastor, are you trying to say that God will never bless you without giving? Yes. Those who criticize giving, they don't know that they are giving. They are giving in, in terms of service, in terms of coming to church. So, when you come to church, motivate the preacher to preach. When you come to church, you register in the area that there is a church. Assuming all of us didn't come to church, what will happen? The area that they close down the church. Just, just imagine for one month, nobody comes to church. No weekday, no Sunday. What do they think? They have closed down the church. They have closed down the church. That is why you come to church. Is very, very important. You just come. Make your face some way that you come and sit down. Just sit down. Make your face. You, you sit down for me. Just come and see the church. Because your coming registers that there is an altar that has been raised for God. Give the Lord a mighty clap of faith. Those who were late, I told the church something that I believe the day Jesus will come will be a rainy Sunday. A day the church death. A day the rain will be born. I'm telling you. Because even me, I struggle to handle the weather. How many of you will miss an interview for a visitor when it's raining? It's raining with storms. Like, all that is that. It's all that is that. Let the tax, let the, let the tax, I'll be there for So why is it that a rain can stop you from coming? I refuse it. Like any other thing, okay, let me carry a relative to hospital. It's, it's sensible. But if rain can stop you from coming to church, then that means if the government gives a verdict that no church services again, churches are making too much noise, nobody should go to And if you go to church, when you are caught, you'll be killed. Ah, not in Ghana. Nobody will appear. 
Nobody. But I pray that whatever we do for God, the Bible said, whatever you do for the Lord, do it with all your might, with all your heart, and with all your soul. Close your eyes and begin to pray. And in the room are boxes containing gold, gold coins. And we are just pouring out. And the Lord is speaking to me to tell the church the season of prosperity has come upon your people. I'm going to increase my people. I'm going to increase my people. I'm going to cause the oasis of my power to be opened unto them. I'm going to cause the blessing of my kingdom to be opened unto them. Businesses are going to grow. I'm going to increase them in power and wealth. And I see tight men coming out of the room and they are walking in their hands simply. That's what is told. And they are giving it to the people in the house. Present right now. And the Lord tells me to tell you that whatever you need for your next level has been released into your hands. Get ready for some mega testimonies. 
God is very quick to just come. He's very quick to dynamic of the life. Each one is going to come from all over. Dynamic of all times are going to change. You are going to own big lessons. You are going to fall into deals that will open doors. Speak over your life. Businessman here. If you're a businessman, be on your feet. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about I want to be a businessman. I want to prophesy of a business because I see the heavens open and businesses all over the place. Lift up your right hand if you're a businessman and a businesswoman. I want you to be on your feet. You feel in something. I want to be on your feet. May God fix this your life. I see the heavens open upon your business. Just a night I had a vision. And in a vision, one was with another man, one was with a billionaire. In a certain political party, it's a certain exception that prominence is coming to the church. And I'm telling you, God is going to change life here. God is going to change life here. If you have any business plan, quickly put it in form. Because God is in the business to make you a prominent man in the nation. Come on, give the Lord a mighty clap of it. Now, last week, I did a land fund. Some of you were not here. We raised a fund for 